This content is suitable for curious and objective listeners and viewers only. User discretion is advised. You know, they say if you don't know where you come from, you don't know where you go. Dogs, do rags, dudes. Let's do one. Let's do one from a pod. Oh, shit, yeah, this is perfect. Do rag boys, unite. Welcome back to the credentials. You know what I'm saying? Welcome back to the credentials. It's your host, Charles, and we have the illustrious West Tech do rags in the building. Make some noise for them. We're, we're <laughs> right? So we have uh, two of the founders here. We have Wes and we have Alex. And these are two amazing entrepreneurs uh, that actually started the business or started the vision of the business in college as roommates. Alex running track, Wes uh, running track and also playing football. And the goal of this, you know, episode of The Credentials is to promote West Tech Durags, as you can see right now, I got my silky smooth black durag on. It's very fashionable. It's very fashionable, quality material. We're, we're talking about premium velvet durag, you know, 90% polyester, 10% spandex, also made in the US. You know, this is yes. a American made product. I'm so hyped yes, to, to be a part of this conversation and, you know, to share about entrepreneurs and sharing what it takes to start a business, how the business came about, why these do-rags are, are how, you know, the products that they got and just a little bit, a bit about their journey. So welcome, Wes. Welcome, Alex, to the Thank show. You. And, Appreciate it. And um, let's, let's start off on, on, talk about being roommates. You know, talk about that <laughs> in college. Man. Honest, it was a wonderful experience. I mean, I was at McKendree a year before Wes got there. I was a freshman in college. He came there for a, a tour. He was um, going there for football and track. And then my coach told me to um, guide Wes and talk to Wes about McKinney University as, you know, our track program. And that's where I met him. And I didn't even know that Wes was going to come back to McKendry. I was assuming he was going to go somewhere else, <laughs> a different place. But then next year, he, you know, he's there. <laughs> Voila. Exactly. Yeah. Just like that. You know, the funny thing is I remember the exact same thing, like, I went there for my visit and the first person I met was Alex and then came back to the university and instantly we was just like homies. That was it. <laughs> Damn. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. So Wes, you're in college and is it because you always had 360 waves? You just thought about do-rags or like talk about, you know, I think Alex was telling me sophomore year, you're starting to get the vision. So tell me about those formative years. Yeah, well, so just to start off, I started cutting hair in college, so well, I was cutting hair before that, but when I got to college, I started cutting hair, like, mad often. I was cutting football guys, track guys, baseball guys, basketball, soccer, and <laughs> yeah, so I was like, that's just kind of where my headspace was at, and I always wanted to do something in the hair industry after that. I mean, it was just like something that I've always done naturally without anyone ever having to tell me to do it. You know, so it was actually like a passion. It was like, okay, I actually like this. I enjoy it. I spent time on doing it when I could have been doing other things. So, but just like Alex was saying, like, so sophomore year, I started, I cut my hair. I started getting waves and stuff, but I was still cutting hair. And I just started always visualizing and thinking of things of how to like innovate the hair industry, but never took action on it. Me and Alex was always trying to come up with other businesses, doing other side things. So, yeah. We kind of just stuck to our own thing. We didn't get into the hair vision just yet, not until my senior year. And then 
what was it, two weeks before we graduated college, Alex, I walked, I walked right up to him and I was like, bro, we about to like, I told him our first invention, I'll leave it off for right now, but pretty much I was telling him that, bro, I'm gonna commit to this hair industry. Like we're about to change the game. So that's, that's when the first words were spoken in the business right there. I told him too, I'm gonna help you. I don't know how I was gonna help you, but I'll be there to actually promote your business or be a person to connect you to other people with that type of vision to get you off the ground. You know, he'd been consistent with his work from the day he left college in 27. He actually graduated earlier. He was supposed to graduate in 2018, but. Yeah, my mistake, because he's a year yeah. behind you. Yep. Yeah. Yep, exactly. So uh, he graduated early and he went straight back to the crib. He started working on his project for the West Tech Clippers. And he started mm -hmm. shooting prototypes. He, I don't know how, this man has <laughs> no, no, no <laughs> technology or no knowledge of how to even create anything, but you know, he stuck through it and he actually learned from other people who has um, product knowledge and knowledge about like technologies and invention. He started working hard. And, you know, he did the Clippers and he already had the vision for the Do-Rags in college. Yeah. He didn't know exactly how to like compile it together to make it what it is now, but you had the visions. So, yeah. Me and we was like, we was like rookie waivers in college low key. like. We was focused on it, but now we like, okay, now we focus. Like where, what, how do you get the inspiration for this stuff? This is just like pop up in your head or. You gotta ask questions. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like where does oh, inspiration for, for this come? Like make you think like outside the box like this? Like books that you read or something? Nah, I think it's just the upbringing of like the way my, my parents and my uncles always taught us. Like one thing is my uncles would always be like yo brand yourself brand yourself like people who are branded like you know that's you got a brand at that point you got a name you got something that can make money while you sleep at that point but then also like growing up my dad like he's a he's a project manager and he became a scrum master and pretty much what that means is finding the most efficient ways to get from point a to point b or how to cut out excess wasted time things like that and he always kind of taught us that growing up. And so I think my mindset has come to that where it's like, okay, how do you take this hair industry that's been around since the birth of people because we've been getting haircuts ever since, you know? But why is it not that far along yet? Why are we still here? How do we get to that future? And that's kind of where that inspiration comes from. It's like, okay, let's start cutting out this middle things. Let's make this more efficient, better, faster. During that... 2020 period, that pandemic period, what did you learn that was able to catapult you to having a productive start to your business in 2021 and launching your business? Like, what did you learn in, in, in that period? Man, that's, that's a good question. Cause that's like when things really got serious for me and my business partner, Dave, like, and Alex starting off the company is like me and my other business partner, Dave, we work together here in Costa Mesa or Newport. Shout out to Dave, by the way. He's at home right now with his family. Dave. Yeah. Um, so we, you know, we both, when the pandemic hit, we both got sent home from work and we worked together. So we were like, shoot, like now we're both working from home, but we always have work every day together, working on the same projects. And we found ourselves with extra time, like honestly. We just had extra time now because we're at home and that time that you just kill at work now you you're just sitting at home so it's like okay so me and him just started like all right bro let's let's maximize every single minute we have right now and that's when things really got serious for you know our company really building because before that it was kind of just me so 
it's not like I can I, I thought I was working but once you got a team on your back like Alex and Dave you working like <laughs> there's there ain't no letting up yeah, so that's yeah. yeah it's just when things got serious is when we found more free time on our hands yeah I agree with him too I feel the same way as well yeah so in the pandemic is when the business was born yeah I had yeah. too much time on my hands yeah. <laughs> to be honest bro I got laid off from my job too because they were saying like uh you know Due to COVID, you know, we had to lay off a couple people, so I didn't have a job. So mm-hmm. I just been on live streaming, making my money from live streaming, and I had so much, you know, time on my hand. I was like, you know, I'm gonna travel. I just been traveling during 2020. I know I shit. But- <laughs> <laughs> a man's gotta do. A man's gotta do. I know, right? Damn, bro. I feel bad happens, about that. It happens, yeah, it happens. But I mean, it's okay. It's okay. And, uh, you know, I just went to, um, to Cali, chill my boy, and then, you know, he just showed me a great idea, and I just hop on. I was like, I got to hop on before someone else hop on, to yeah. be honest. <laughs> That's <laughs> real. You know, the show, The Credentials, was born out of the pandemic of, like you said, having having free time and wanting to provide some type of value. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And realizing that, what am I doing? Or how can I help someone? Because... Like you all, like an entrepreneur phase, I don't have, you know, t- the time or monetary means to just, you know, give freely like how I want to give. So how can I give in another way? How can I provide value in another way? And I think that's that's cool that we are able, you know, through the pandemic to not be like, what was us and F the world. And, you know, it's like, nah, let's, oh, wow, let's do something. Let's figure yeah. it out. You know, like, work. <laughs> that's what that's life at the end of the day. That's what life's about. Like, how do you handle these moments? These moments that aren't that aren't nice, that aren't like I had everything lined up because for me, I was planning on being um, taking my NFL certified agent test, you know, being licensed and hitting the recruiting and going and posting and, you know, being pursuing my dream. But then, boom, got taken away from me. You know, it's like, what am I gonna do? Well, we can't, we can't cry over it. It happened. Now what? You know, that's the whole message behind this. Is that what I love about you all? Your story is that you started with college and it was inconsistent because it's college, you're trying to figure everything out. But then you reconnected and boom, it's making a, a positive out of a negative. You know, that's that's what it's about. Sharing that it can happen and it's gonna start small because we're not. People are already established in our careers, you know, and in this. So it starts small, but guess what? Your quality product, our my quality service, is gonna win in the end. Exactly. It's gonna win in the end. As long as we just keep doing it and staying with it, it's gonna win in the end. Oh yeah, I agree. It's, it's exactly with that. Consistency. Yeah. Persistent. Yeah. Yeah. Consistently persistent. Yeah. Consistently persistent. I like, I like that. Scene right yeah. You <laughs> said so, it's had it on my chest. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> don't play with that because that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> this conversation is that we're in the beginning stages. So, you know, when we have future episodes, we can chronicle each other's success, you know, and mm-hmm. show that over a course of five, 10 years, and that's what it takes, you know, it takes a couple years, or even two, three years, but it still takes a couple years that you can have, it shows a chronicle of growth and, and progression and showing that if you stay committed, you can go from a thousand followers or for me, 800 followers to monetizing that 
F the followers. That's all about monetization because you can have 10,000 followers, but all 10,000 are buying product. Yeah. Then guess what? You gonna be okay, or yes. you know, or buying into your service, and you're able to provide ten thousand people with a quality service or product. Then that's better than having a hundred million followers, and only a thousand of them are actually into your yeah, into your. But we talked about that. About that, yo. Especially like, when, you know, what's so crazy. When we hit a people on IG that has 500,000, 400,000 followers, right? We start to look at the analysis part, right? The insights of how many views that they get per per uh, post, right? Mm -hmm. They have 400k followers, they only get like 10,000 views. It's like it doesn't make it make it make sense. You feel me? It doesn't add up. And then at the same time, it's like, all right, you see a small business that's trying to flourish and they need your help at the same time for publicity, but you're gonna over here charge a thousand dollars for a post when you get in 10,000 views. Does it make sense? <laughs> yeah, but I, I think it's also like a buyer beware as a business in social media marketing is that you gotta look, you gotta be intentional on who you're selecting to endorse your product, you know, because not everyone on social media is trying to monetize it. That's another thing too, even having this conversation, realizing that, you know, what we're saying, yeah, like you want people, but not everyone wants, some people just want to just show pictures and and just show their food and just show cool things and that's it. They don't care, they don't need it, they're not wanting. So it's important that us as people that are trying to be in the business and using social media, you gotta, Make sure you're engaging because that 800,000 followers is literally just maybe because that person is attractive and they're just getting looked at. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. You know, like when they sell a product, it's in one ear out the other. You know, when they put mm -hmm. something of like value, it's like no one engages in it because they're not showing themselves and that's why people are there. So that's one of those things that, you know, as, as us as that want to be in the business of using social media, we got to be aware of. That's so true. Yeah. yeah. So how do you all break up the business? Because I think that's really cool how that you all decided in college to form a business. So how'd you all come up to come up with whose role is what? So like in your business, like what is your responsibility? And then what is your responsibility? Man, I think that just came naturally. Like me and Alex, like we said, we've done business before. Like we've done a whole bunch of side hustles already. And like, we've thought about way bigger businesses that we want to create in the future. And we just understand each other's role. Like his, his, uh, like the way he expresses himself is different than I do. And so like coming into this do-rag business, Alex was already head first. Like, dude, like I can market the hell out of this. Like I can attack people. I know people. Like I can get this thing going every single week. Some new idea, some new, something new to spark the business, spark sales. And it just came naturally with Alex. Okay, but like, all right, you hit that hard. And then for me, I was more of the one that like had the prototype so I can focus on the product and creating the better product and you know, the, the stitching. And then my other business partner, he focuses on the quality as well with us. So our business was just split up naturally with the way we express ourselves. He's obsessed with perfection. 
That's one thing. <laughs> it took him a minute. Like, I, every time he sent me, like, a, a prototype, you're like, yeah, that's it. He's like, nah, it can be a little bit tighter. It's falling <laughs> That's it's real. Put more work into it. I'm like, yo, to be honest, I'm, like, looking at the product. I'm like, yo, it's done. He's like, nah, nah, I got to go back to, like, the drawing board and make a whole new prototype because I'm not really liking it. That's, like, what I like the West. Like, he's, like, he's so obsessed. Like, that's his OCD, like, about, like, profession. You know what I mean? Like your passion, your monetary your passion, you know? Exactly. And that's that's really dope because a lot of times uh, we have passions but we don't know how to monetize it. So it's dope that you were able to figure out a way to monetize your passion. So let's, let's talk about you cutting hair. Like, did your pops, like, did your grandpa cut hair? Like, what, what got you to, to just cutting hair? Was it just you just wanted to stay fresh? <laughs> nah, it was... It's my pops, man. Like he, I've actually crazy fact. I've actually never had my hair cut in a barber shop. I've been to barber shops plenty of times. I've talked. I've been in so many barber shops. I know a lot of barbers, <laughs> but I've never got my hair cut in a barber shop. So like growing up, growing up, my dad always cut my hair. And then when I was like 15, I was like, yo, like I want to start cutting my own hair. So I started cutting my own hair, and then. My cousin was cutting hair at that time too, so he would cut my hair, so I wanted to learn from him. So it was kind of like already naturally there, but going into college, yeah, homie came up to me. Or actually, he asked everyone, he was like, who can cut hair? And I was like, bro, I got you. <laughs> the rest is history from there. <laughs> hey, especially at like a school like yours, where it's like a college town, you know, it's not really licensed barbers in the area. I'm pretty sure you made a nice little nice little penny but also that mm -hmm. probably also led to you like really developing that passion because you got to do it so many times and so many so many times and then you're probably like what's an add-on you know how can I add more value to the cut and how can I protect the cut and, and build um an even broader uh customer base you know what I'm saying so that that's just mm -hmm. dope that you had that entrepreneurial mindset because that's similar to the barber I had it at um, when I was up at Florida State where he wasn't really thinking about being a barber but it was kind of like yo who can cut and then exactly. now he's like really taking it serious as a business um, shout my boy John Walls he does amazing things um, and hey, we'll link with him one day I got something for you John Walls <laughs> oh for sure we got for sure, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Eventually, we got to have 20 of these in, in, in his shop, and then, you know what I'm saying? You get a fresh cut, right. and then you get a West Tech do-rag, and then you, right. you Gucci. You, you get, get a West Tech Clippers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying, bro. That's what I'm saying right there. Exactly, exactly. So mm -hmm. what gives you all the confidence to stay, like, persistent and consistent? You know what I'm saying? Because it is tough, and it does take years. It took you years to get to this point. So like, what is yeah. you like committed and confident that your dream is what your dream is? Shoot, there's like, there's two different answers to that. What keeps us going right now or like what keeps me driven oh. is my business partners, like Alex, like, I don't know, like I can't let him down. So I'm always keep working harder, you know? Yeah. And then, but what has kept me going for years is, man, I don't want to work for the man. I want to work for myself one day. That's real. <laughs> That's real. 
likewise for me too, man. I don't want to let him down, nor Dave. So I mean, that's why I keep pushing, trying to find, you know, different tactics for marketing. Try to um, go to pop-up events, you know, sacrifice my weekends to make sure that people know our brand. Is just because a I don't want to work with anybody no more, and then b is like I have a team that I need, you know, to support and to make sure I'm always there, ready for anything. So mm-hmm. that's my yeah, and and that's that's just. That's uh, that's what it's about. I mean, honestly, that's why I like having having this show is to for you young entrepreneurs or just entrepreneurs in general that at the beginning stages, it's like this. You know, it's not like I have hundreds of thousands of people looking at this right now. But like you said, it goes to the marketing. Who once you show it, quality will in the end win out. You know, just like a quality conversation just like a quality product in the end is going to get the views and the uh, the admiration or the the following or the spreading of the following that it, it deserves it's just a matter about being committed being consistent with it and um putting quality out there you know putting quality out there these things are dope though like i said like this is quality and what i like about it too is it doesn't have that feel because i've been wearing this for for over an hour now, you know, between on and off camera, and it don't feel like, uh, damn, I'm gonna get like those, uh, crease in the forehead. Yeah, crease yeah. in the forehead. That's what we're trying to eliminate is crease yeah, in the forehead. It doesn't yeah. slip off, easy to put on, mm-hmm. and it's just convenient. That's mm-hmm. our goal, you know, to execute a brilliant product for people to use. So mm-hmm. that's our main focus. Just you know, exactly. Product. When did you start getting into the business formation phase and as much as you can without giving away your secrets like what does it take to start a business like this because as i said you know a part of the mission is to share perspectives and different ventures right. that are you know what i'm saying different ventures that us we just think about being entertainment you know and we don't really know about the hair industry the beauty industry the sports sales industry and different things like that so like i said to repeat the question um you know, when did you guys start taking this seriously and how did you br- break up the responsibilities to get it to where it's at now? Where you're- Well, I was always trying to do, uh, I was trying to drop shipping with B mm-hmm. and I was telling mm-hmm. B like, yo, I'm trying to sell do-rags mm-hmm. on drop shipping because I was on Beagle and I was on Tide and I was like on my screen seeing all these people wearing do-rags. <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, we need to start selling do-rags. And I feel like this is the way, this is like the new way, the yeah. new trend right now. For some odd reason, you know, Durax is really popular in like 1990s, the early 2000s, mm-hmm. and it kind of like died off like in the middle part of like the 2010s, and now it's picking back up. And so I see a whole bunch of people on live stream wearing Durax. Yeah. So I got fascinated, and plus I was already thinking about having a top shipping mm-hmm. um, business with me. And um, when I went to Las Vegas, and I, you know, I told you to come through to Las Vegas to meet with you. Yeah. And I went, I was talking to Wes about, we was talking, I don't know how we started, but we, we ended up in a conversation with Durax. And he told me he had a prototype. And I was like, yo, let me see the prototype when we get back to California. And I seen the prototype. I was like, bro, this is it. <laughs> this is the million dollar idea right here. Yeah. The yeah. And I, I fell in love with it. And yeah. that's part of me. Okay. And yeah. then what side of the story? No, I mean, exactly what kind of he just said, but. For me, I was, because I've, I've been working on my company, you know, for kind of years now, but working on the other product. And then I've been thinking about this do-rag like the whole time since we graduated college, like it's always been in the back. It's just always been there. And 
honestly, I, one day I was like, you know what? I'm gonna make a little prototype. I got some free time. It was probably like a year ago now. And then I just had it kind of laying around. I would use it. And then when Alex came around exactly what he just said, I was like, yo, I got a prototype. <laughs> and then after that, we were both like, all right, full speed ahead. We got to commit. That's just it from here. Like some like independent like investigation online to see if any other competitors that had a do-rag or a buckle attached to it. We didn't see any. So we're like, yeah, I think this is like a gold mine. We might as well just capitalize on it and go full in. Yeah. And that's how it started. So ex expand on that more, you know what I'm saying? In terms of what makes your do-rag so, so dope? Man. I, I'll just do a little quick bit why I think the do-rag is so dope. I yeah. think it's, first of all, it's, it's built differently. It's innovative, in my opinion. It's quicker. It's more efficient. It fits you every single time, personally. Like, it's a personalized fit. It's, that's just kind of it. It's efficient, personalized, fits great. <laughs> and that's why I love it. It's different. It's something new to the game. It's not your average. Yeah, it's definitely not your average. Um, also, we're trying to, uh, you know, we're trying to bring a different, like, spotlight on Durax. So instead of looking at it as um, a way to create waves, we're trying to make so make it seem like, you know, you can have this, like, fashion. Like, it's a fashion statement as well. It's not just like, oh, just put it on, create waves, or, you know, to keep your do-rags, your braid intact, but also like we're trying to like, you know, make it a fashion statement as well, instead of just like a use for waves and other stuff. Yeah, and as you can see, I'm someone not really um, proficient in the do-rag realm, and this is very easy for me to put on, put off. Like I said, what I love about it, the quality. Feels really good, and more importantly, it looks pretty nice. I think on this camera, I look pretty, pretty fashionable. No, you do look good, man. I think you look pretty fashionable as well. I appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, Just like this. Me, I Damn, bro, I, this is a lot, yeah. I ain't gonna lie, This is bro. dope. This is a lot easier than the old school do-rags where I didn't, I wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> I like the hell, I like my yeah. shit hanging, I keep my shit hanging. Yeah, either way, it's tough. <laughs> My I'm not gonna lie, what I like about it though is the quality. Like it feels good in my hands. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It feels it's it's clean, it's it's smooth, it's that's good. It's that's what we was going for, you know, yeah. quality. Yeah, because you know, typically like do-rags are not something that is quote unquote fashionable. At least when I was watching Def Comedy exactly. Jakes, you know what I'm saying? They were roasted. Exactly. But like with these, it's like, eh, you know what? LA Fitness, I can hit the gym. Or or just like for you, like when you get your hair done, it's like right. a, a dope way for men to have a fly, nice way to protect your hair, protect exactly. your head. You know? That's the whole thing, yeah. Like honestly, bro, like if I don't do my hair, like yeah, I just don't do rag. And now with, I mean, it's our own do rag, like our company. So I'm like, I feel more stylish going out in our do rag. I don't feel like, yeah, it's dope. Exactly. That's what I do like about your your do rag. Like I feel I feel like cool wearing this. Like it's not something that's like, uh, oh, it's, it's a do rag. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm weak. That, the funny thing is you say that one of my biggest things though is like us coming up, like one day all of us are gonna be very wealthy businessmen in my opinion. I truly exactly. believe that. You know, just like you said, we start small. But like we went to a meeting the other day with like this high-end uh, business guy, Renzo Milano. And like, 
I don't know. Like, I didn't feel the need that I had to, like, get super dressed up. I was like, you know what? Like, I am me. You know, like, I'm coming to the table with something right now. I don't need to try to impress him with the way I dress and look, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, we could, like, be ourselves. Like, we. I remember with my mom was like, if you get tattoos, like you're not going to be employable. You know what I'm saying? And literally people never talked about it. Yeah. They, if anything, it helped. It helped. It was a conversation yeah. starter because these old established people are like, wow, he can really articulate himself and carry himself. And then he has this. It's like, whoa. Exactly. <laughs> Ideas probably. <laughs> You know, but, but, but that's real though it's like but also i also think about it too like if you if you really want to go deep about it like what we're in 2020 i would say probably since 2000 is when people that look like us have really been able to achieve things you know what i'm saying be able to really go out and you need to put some podcasts and, they need to hear and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's recording let them hear that part bro that's really key yeah um because that's that's what it is though you know it's like we've only really had a chance to really be in the business world and have opportunities last 30 years like yeah 70s and 80s it wasn't that sweet it wasn't wasn't that simple you know what i'm saying so that's why like i said this is important is like showing you know like oh think differently like if you have a passion for something try to make money off of it you know what i'm saying and it's something that you think is like what but it's not even that it's not that you're gonna think that others are gonna think that but don't worry about that Guess what? They gonna like it because that's how everything happens. It's hated on, and then it's imitated, and then it's like you didn't even had nothing to do with it. <laughs> exactly, bro. I swear, dude. bro. That's I what swear, we're bro. Like munching on the durags. A lot of people started hating on the product, mm-hmm. like negative feedbacks. But at the end of the day, we have more positive feedbacks than we get negative feedbacks because exactly. try out something first before you knock it down. I be trying to tell people that all the time. Yeah. Try it out first before you knock it down. Yeah. And like you feel first. Do you feel the buckle? Not really. No, you don't feel it, right? Not really, no. Not really. Exactly. Most yeah. everyone's like, oh man, it's probably hella uncomfortable. And it's like, nah. You know, like it's not uncomfortable. Try it before you knock it. Exactly. Yeah, bro. And but here's the thing, every we're it's really hard to unlearn. You right. know what I'm saying? It's really hard to unlearn. And that's what I'm realizing because a lot of stuff that we learn is not the right things. So it's hard for people to unlearn and like when they talk about businesses, as we know, like one of the things is like moats. Like what's your competitive moat? You know, yeah. like like Apple. Like it's hard for someone to unlearn as I have an Apple laptop, right. an Apple computer. So it's hard yeah. for someone to learn to go to Dell. Like I like subconsciously, I don't think any computers are, are nice. Cause I'm just like Apple, Apple, that's all yeah. I know. Yeah. It's like the phone. I will never do anything else. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be hard for me to unlearn that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so now you extrapolate that to the everyday person. It's hard for the everyday people once they get onto some idea to unlearn it and unthink it. But oh, yeah. for the consistency, persistency, consistently.
That's how that all adds up. I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bro, one day. Consistent. You know what I mean? That's how that adds in. That's how that adds in. Yeah. One day people are going to be like, you used to tie your do-rag? That's <laughs> what I'm saying. This is like, what? It's like Bitcoin. This is like Bitcoin. Exactly. Where it's like, what? You use a digital currency? Like, <laughs> what is this digital? I'm not going to lie, bro. 2015, I go to UF. My roommate, shout out Brandon. Um, he he was begging me to invest into Bitcoin. This dude, you go in his room, he had the chart, like stock charts, his laptop open, and he was like, yo, I remember Pop one time on. I owed 200 bucks, $250. And he's like, Charles, don't pay me back, just invest in Bitcoin. And I was just like, nah, bro, I'll just pay you back. You know, kids just being just ignorant and just right. unaware of what is it is now? i hope so i hope so <laughs> i hope so he better he has to be yeah he has to be he was on it bro when i tell you he was on it he was on it like literally i had never met this dude a day in my life and he was just start charts and this and that he's mm-hmm. telling me it's coming it's, and I was, it's coming bro see? bro and i was just like the visionary damn yeah, i was like when did it start when did it reached that like 10, 20,000 threshold, like 2018, 2019, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just like, I, I remember at me, I was just thinking of Bam, like, and it was like a seven cents. Yeah, right. that's what I'm saying. I'm like, damn, I know he hit a I massive wish I had invested in Bitcoin. Yeah, God, right? Oh, yeah. Instead, but instead, it's now at least we're aware about these opportunities now. Mm-hmm. You know, at least we're aware of like, oh, you can invest in something. And if you have some patience, right and you have some patience with it that look what it can grow to because that's what they say with investing like that's how i approach investing where when i invest i don't want to invest right now because i'm still in the accumulation period i want to invest where i could just put a lump sum in let it chill for a decade chill for two decades three decades and then when i'm ready to pull it out it's like whoa mm-hmm. stacks yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know I mean? that's how they do it that's how you mm-hmm. that's and to my opinion that's the the well that's not the best way but that's just Long the way term. i prefer I, that's right. the way I, I would prefer investing well i most how I prefer it too yeah that's how i'd be most comfortable so treat it like your bank account to be honest that's the only thing that's actually exactly. going to accumulate exactly money for you. <laughs> and, and that's something that i'm just now learning in 2020 that's what i learned in 2020 for me it was just like understanding i was telling him earlier i'm going to put like a couple stacks into like um to like trading like penny stocks and stuff like that i was Mm -hmm. like yo that's that's like my saving accounts right there i can Mm -hmm. see that thing eventually keep growing yeah like i i literally just got rid of my bank account for that reason like I got one of them. I'm like, why am I saving money in a bank account? And like, they're gonna use your money to yeah, because that's what they do. Else, right? Yeah, I'm just because I really just tapped in. I'm like, why am I saving money when I get point? I get a penny stock in return. Right. Yeah, <laughs> you know, someone can have twenty thousand. Someone got twenty thousand in a, a Chase account or Wells Fargo account, and it's literally yeah, you get point zero zero one. It's literally nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Flipping it, flipping it, flipping it, flipping it, flipping it. You know, so it's like even learning that, you know, is like I I think is just something that to be mindful of and and Mm -hmm. to be aware of, you know. Yeah. It's just good talking about business, I think. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And that's why I like it. It's like because you don't in our coach, you don't have a lot of you don't have a lot of these talks. No, you don't. I have my homie Vernon. That's really like and 
and, and Kiwi is where like I can really talk some business stuff. But mm -hmm. outside of that, it's not really like it's not really our thing, you yeah. know. And and even changing that is is dope. What about say? You gotta surround yourself. You gotta surround yourself um, with good people. Have that same like mindset of yourself. Like that's why you know I. I roomed up with um, West in college because me and he had like business mindset. Like, yo, we're not trying to work with anybody. If we are working with someone, it's only for a short um, a, a short time before we actually work with someone else. You know what I mean? I hate working with someone else's dream. My dad always told me, don't work for someone else's dream. Yeah. Work for your own dream. So yeah. I always keep that with myself. Like, I'm tired of Yeah. And I think, well, to, to add on to that, you know, sometimes you have to, it's okay to work for yeah, someone else's okay. dream. Because you have to start somewhere, you know what I'm saying? And if someone's gonna give you an opportunity and in today's day and age, it's not as cheap, you know what I'm saying? Especially when you're trying to live in a big city, it's not cheap, so you don't have to work, unless you have a, a financial situation with your background, your, your upbringing, you're gonna have to work for someone, that's okay. Right. But it's when you're working for that person, don't put your dreams on the back burner because that's what happens a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. my mom wanted to be a pharmacist, but you know what I'm saying? Through having us and through just trying to survive, she had to put her dreams in the back burner. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like, that's my lesson without her having to say it of, hey, be intentional and like, even while you working for somebody else's dreams, don't let yours die. Amen to that. Amen. <laughs> While you working your job, you you and uh Dave were like, I'm still gonna work, we're still gonna work on our dream. As we know, we have plenty of hours in the day. It's just mm -hmm. do we want to use them and, and and how can we motivate ourselves to use them? That's why it's easy for you to, to motivate yourself to do because it's your passion. Mm -hmm. You don't care. You like, you like that I'm stuff. single as fuck. I ain't got shit else to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That too. That too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, but even if you were, it's just like you like it. You know what I'm saying? It's something you're passionate yeah. about. So it's not, it's not hard for you to gather motivation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, not exactly. Yeah. So it's not hard for you to gather motivation to hit the gym. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or, or put on a first do rag. Like, this is what it is. It's just what it is, exactly. <laughs> you're motivated, yeah. you're disciplined. A lot of people have, uh, you're not disciplined. Mm -hmm. That's the reason why a lot of people don't get out of the, their comfort zone to yeah. do something because they're so complacent, which is doing a bare minimum. And it feel like they're too scared at the same time. Like I feel like you're scared to get out your comfort zone to, uh, achieve, like, to like, achieve your goals. You can always be stuck in that. Yeah. In, in that little pivot, like you know, everybody. Yeah, everybody. You feel me? Like mm -hmm. he's gonna have that type of mindset. So I always try to like get myself out the comfort zone to like do new things mm -hmm. and to be adventurous. So. Mm -hmm. And and to, to just to add to what you're saying, a lot of people don't hear it. Right? You know what I'm saying? A lot of people like hearing, hearing y'all story, like. Y'all had someone above you that was intentional telling y'all like, find your thing, do your thing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Make sure like a lot of people like for myself, like I would say like, my mom told me like go to college, but she didn't have, I, like I didn't, I wasn't always with that entrepreneurial mindset of like owning my own or really understanding what that really means. Right. Yeah. You know I mean? And I had to learn that 
through my through my college college experiences. So you know, this is also a way of just saying like, if you never heard of that, then now you need to be aware of like exactly find <laughs> realize you gotta monetize your passion and it's not an overnight thing. Nothing's overnight. Even when something looks like it's overnight, it's not overnight. It's like a little baby. Like for two years, he was behind. You know what I'm saying? The little baby was behind the Migos and all of them learning, learning for two years. Then he became someone like, oh, he just came out of nowhere and yeah. it's, it's like, nah, he was up two years in the lab, in the studio, watching and learning. It was and, his time, you know? Yeah, being a being the first performer when there's 50 fans. Right. And mm -hmm. those experiences staying with it that, you know, not getting like, I'm getting this money, but no one's watching, not getting discouraged that you end up hitting it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You know? That's crazy. It's a build. It's a build. Yeah. And this is the hardest part, honestly, to me, is to build it. You know, because when, you, when you're coming up with the idea, it's fun. Oh, so and fun. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's so fun to come up with the idea, come up with the concept, and then... It's like even this. It's like yo, podcast with right, my right. homie just kicking it. I was excited for this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But then it's like to build it. Like oh, now I gotta do the marketing side. Now right. I gotta edit the videos. Now I gotta put it together. I, I don't got no one make scheduling these these meetings. I gotta put them together. You know, mm -hmm. so set up my own stuff. Right. You know, it's the build. This is where the champions are made. You know. Yep. We can handle <laughs> then because the top is that's you know that's that's where honestly gets boring mm -hmm. honestly and that's when you're probably going to want to start up a next crazy invention yeah. because once you reach it and then now at that point then the challenge is how do i retain the money yeah. that i got for producing a great product <laughs> you know what i'm mm -hmm. saying right use this in a creative way to where i can more product but also save it and you know yeah. pay from my kids kids yeah you gotta have multiple hustles but at the same time like one first like you said you're just speaking words bro i feel like i'm you're just taking words out of my mind that i thought before you could bro you yeah. just said everything perfect i'm like bro amen <laughs> it's, it's, what i call it is this is not um uh coincidence it's confirmation we all get our, our different random doses of confirmation on our track. Right. You know what I'm saying? That the So I think deja vu is I think deja vu is showing you that you're exactly where you were supposed to be at at that time. Like you made where you were supposed to be at. Huh? Deja vu is crazy. <laughs> it is, huh? That thing is crazy. I still can't wrap around the concept of deja vu. Yo, <laughs> yo that thing honest. is crazy. It's like, yo, I swear to God, I've been here before. <laughs> I think it's just like your life lined up, like where you were supposed to be at, you know? Like your alternate soul would have fucking met up with you. Like, yep, you're here. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yo, deja vu is honestly crazy. There's a couple, I've had like two or three where I'm like, I've lived another life before. <laughs> I swear. I've lived another life before. But yeah, that's also like, to me, like speaking of like the higher power, you know what I'm saying? Like there's a higher energy. You know, just that's an another uh, version of deja vu is like when you think about something, like or someone on your mind, like, yo, I'm gonna reach out to them. 
And then I believe DJ Boo is law of attraction, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's why I believe. Yeah. It's like, if you manifest something, you keep on thinking about it and you put an action behind it, it's going to happen. And once that happens, like, damn, bro, like, deja vu, you feel me? Like, I was, <laughs> that's so crazy. Yeah. You've been thinking about it so much that you actually manifest it to, like, this physical. Yeah. Like Will Smith, bro, you feel me? Because Will Smith actually has, like, some crazy ass like theories and ideas about like law of attraction that actually makes kind of sense. Like, it makes yeah. sense. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like a role model too. Yeah, Uncle Will, bro. Uncle Will, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, t- I think technology is the future, honestly. And I want, I want, I want more like little kids, like especially people that look like us, to like, I don't know, to take yeah. little kids. Yeah, exactly. Like, like his needs, you know. Like, she should be someone that's like in the tech world, you know. Like, there's, there's a whole world out there of this stuff that's not created yet, in my opinion. You know? Yeah, exactly. And we're Technology. gonna stick to it. We just wanna play the games on the iPad and the i and the iPhone. You know what I'm saying? And we don't know how to build it and how to break it apart, put it together and how to create stuff off of it. We don't like, know. Start creating what's next after that. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you just want some shit? Damn. Yeah, yeah. The um, London Bridge is falling down. <laughs> <laughs> This is the new wave of radio and television and and honestly learning. This is a new wave of learning. I've learned a lot of stuff through podcasts. I'm not gonna lie. I learned a lot of stuff through podcasts. And this is another way to just add to the ecosystem. I don't say say no to anything that's gonna happen. Likewise. Well, you gotta say it depends. Like like I said, you gotta do your research. Yeah, do your research. Cause, yeah, Fresh Cup was new Yeah, I like it, bro. I like it a lot, bro. Yeah, we just something uncreative, new, different. Something different, actually. We get better. Even if it's old, it's shit. Old shit gets sold every day, B. Exactly, yeah. Old shit. I was wearing some corduroy the other day, and someone was like, damn, you wearing corduroy? I'm like, yeah. They're like, I haven't seen that since the 80s. I'm like, I love corduroy. <laughs> it's new, or it's old, but it's new. Fashion is fashion at the end of the day. It's timeless. Fashion is like art. It's timeless. It's always been recycled too. Yeah. It's always. Vintage. Vintage. There's, there's, I know a kid in Gainesville that has a business of just selling retro skaters. Oh, yeah? yeah, like he'll just go to like thrift stores and buy old gator gear, like UF gear, and just sell them. I'm selling old business, I'm selling old stuff. What other products? I know you've been kind of toy. Do you have any products um, as well besides the new rags that you're looking to release in the future or um, having cooked up in the future? Yeah, um, we got a lot. We got a lot down the pipeline. So main thing, as I said, is cutting hair. And we've already we already got a product patent pending. We actually have two products patent pending. Um, they both deal with hair clippers. What was that? I said, you hear that, Shark Tank? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we got we got two. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> they love that, bro. They love that. Bro. That's the first thing they ask when you have a product. 
yeah, we're, you know, our focus, I mean, is the hair clippers or like the hair realm, like that's where the first, first invention is uh, going towards. So it's, you know, we got the hair clippers coming. We got combs that we're going to come out with. We got, we got scissors, shears, whatever you want to call them. We got a lot of stuff. We're, but we got to start small. So we're starting with the do-rags and the clippers first. Big facts. That's dope. Mostly, like I said, like I like having, expanding our minds, bro. Like, like I didn't really think about monetizing everything about, you know, the barber business, you know? So do you have like a barber shop that you, that you like cut at now? Nah, so I... Only I only do like side cuts right now. I'm I'm a product engineer for a company out here. Ah, okay, 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 okay. So that's, that's the I mean, hustle. Yeah, that, well, that's not even the hustle. That's just that's what pays the bills. Bills, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the career, yeah. But but um, but um, like I said, even still though, the fact that you're thinking about like monetizing every aspect of like the barber experience from the, the, the shears to the clippers to yeah i was just this is one of our combs like you see this comb right here mm -hmm. a regular comb this is a regular comb right here you know yeah this is all 3d printed i just made this one but you see how like but, you have you have the, the thin side uh-huh and the thick side and then you have like another comb like this where it's just all thick Mm. And these so, are just prototypes you make. I just made this one, but damn, that's crazy. It can adjust from thick to thin, just like that. Damn. Oh, okay, okay. I see. Yeah, yeah you see that? <laughs> yeah. So I could have thick ones or I could go straight to thin ones. Wow. Like that. Yeah, bro. You're creative, bro. It's just little things that you know we could keep going into the industry like. So someone doesn't have one single comb like this. Mm-hmm. You know, no, it's real. And that's what I'm saying too, because my barber down here, he um he used to be a traveling barber, like mm -hmm. like up until the pandemic time. Um he was working with uh like Ecoco. You know Ecoco? I've never heard of Ecoco, no. Okay, um it's like a styling gel. Okay. And um they had it was like the dad made it and then his sons made like a a more luxurious brand called El Patron. Oh, and, shit. Yeah, and now, and with El Patron, like they had me as like a sales rep. So um, we would go to shows, like like I said, the, like the Dallas show and like literally, or even the Big Miami Hexa show. Yeah, and they're looking to buy product. Yeah. Look, and they also like the flair of us, you know, like looking different, having, you know, the, the swag because uh, it was funny, like, you you know like the show I was on Bravo and it was like a haircut lady her name was like Tabitha. Was it like strictly in the salon or barbershop or what was yeah, it? Was it? Like a salon show I think it was like a salon hair show it was like on Bravo TV it was like this lady named Tabitha and she was like a contestant on the show or not or whatnot. I'm not too familiar now, nah, but. But long story short, she was like the main act, right? Yeah. She was like a good, good following. And, but she was just doing cuts. And then my barber was like, he was like cutting my hair and stuff like that. And they were going crazy. Like, cause it was like some, we were just so different. <laughs> like, I feel like you guys would kill it. Cause you guys would just be so different. Like yeah. cutting Alex's hair on stage. And then like showing your products 
and then yeah. also ending it with your do rag, and then after they're like, "Yo, who who wants what? Come to our booth, money, yep. bro." Bro, money. I, I'm already knowing. Money. I'm already knowing. We money. just talked to the dude. Like I said, we just met with him. He said that he made three hundred thousand dollars within three days at uh, the conventions, selling his product. <laughs> Don't don't count the don't count all the eggs right before they hatch. That's the saying, right? Yeah. So first lock it down. <laughs> one day at a time, lock it down. That'd be the worst. When you think she gets smooth and then life happens. Life happens. People change. You gotta wait, G. Are there any like books or podcasts that you all look to or use on a daily basis to, to give you knowledge or you know from self-help to whatever the case may be. I, mean, I got I one. Book. I only got one book. Is Rich Dad Poor Dad. Yeah, that's a good one book though. Okay, yeah. I got that from you, bro. From your dad. <laughs> yeah, bro. He <laughs> <laughs> came to visit. This book. <laughs> yeah. Did you read it or did you listen to no, it? No, I actually read the whole book. Yeah. Word. Yeah, I did. So, so what did you get from it? What was the message that you got from it? That everybody's in the right race. And everybody won't live in a nine to five. Everybody has uh, more liability. So they will buy a house instead of having more assets. So give me the, I got like the, you know, the concept of like, you know, maybe less liability, not getting like Rolex, not getting like houses or cars. That's going to cost me, you know, losing money, but to invest in something that's going to bring me asset. And I think this company is an asset company too, because, you know, we're going to profit on it and I'm not losing any money from it. So that's what it got to me in that mindset, that business mindset, yeah. to be honest. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be in that rat race no more, bro. I don't want to like That's get real. a house, get a kid, you know, yeah. my job. That's real. That's real. Yeah. What about you? I, I give a, I listen to a podcast called How I Built This by Guy Raz on NPR. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't listened to a podcast, check that one out. You know, Guy Raz ever hears this, shout out to you, man. Yeah. <laughs> What's funny is my boy Ricky, he owns a uh, uh, a rage room um, called Wreck It for Lauderdale. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, we got break stuff. Yeah, and I asked him the same question. He said the same exact answer as you. He's like, how I built this guy, uh, Guy Rock, Guy what? Guy Raz. Guy Raz. R-A-Z, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Guy Raz, NPR, how I built this. That was his, that was his thing as well. Yeah, that one's you. good. Um, I also would recommend this one called uh, Earn Your Leisure. Um, it is a podcast that basically has from entrepreneurs to uh, hedge fund managers or to different type of uh, financially successful people, trucking business, you know, different entrepreneurs and like their journey. And these are more established. Yeah, and these are more established entrepreneurs, so they can kind of get information on what they did to have success. MLS lets the same type of vibe. And he was saying one thing that, because a lot of people, he's like, a lot of people look at me, like mad businesses and stuff like that, but he's like, the key to my success is that I mastered my first business, I I mastered my first, like my skill set first, and then I started dibbling dabble. Like, basically I got bread, then I started investing. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't just try to open a motivational speaking course and then also try to do this and that. It's like, nah, I'm going one at a time. Motivational speaking, make mad bread off of this, and then now I'm gonna use my capital and with all the invest. knowledge I have. Yeah, now I can use it different.
easy build on. But yeah, that's the same thing mm-hmm. with West, bro. I was like, I'm just gonna stick with this shit, bro. Master this shit. Yeah, master how to market this. This will exactly. be the mm-hmm. And then the next when you come out with the shoes and the clippers, it's like, oh, I know the formula. I know how long it's gonna Everything that we come out with. The yeah. bats, the restaurants, the the fucking apps, whatever oh, we do. Up that restaurant, bro, for real, bro. Yeah. We're, gonna have, we're gonna know how to market anything by the time we die. <laughs> but Brewski's a must, bro. Panorama's a must, bro. The gym bags, bro, where it's a GIA has, bro, it's a must, bro. We have so many things. <laughs> yeah. like, what we talk about, bro, we have so much ideas, bro. Yeah, I love bro. it, bro. We gotta start with this, this one baby exactly. right here. Exactly. Yeah, because a lot of times the first business is just really so you can launch the big business. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like Elon Musk. People see Tesla site, but he's, or um, but he started out with PayPal. You know, and he owns PayPal. No, he was a part of it. Like I know he got a lot of bread off of it. Off of PayPal. Mm-hmm. He might have been, he might have, but I know he got a lot of bread off of it, and then he invested it some more, and then now he's able to build Tesla. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. This is probably just, you know, what West they do right is probably just the foundation of what builds it. Oh, yeah. That's the issue I always said. These do can give us money to build more, so. That's why I thought it would be dope to have you two on because you two were like me, but except you guys actually made to college sports. You know what I'm saying? You all were blessed enough to get a scholarship for college sports, and then you realize. I gotta pivot, <laughs> you know. Exactly. I'm exactly. not gonna be one of the 1,200 people, you know, that make it make it profession. It, that's not. It's not even a slight. It's just, yeah. hey, it's it true. But it is. You we went. All, we it. all had that mentality. Yeah. yeah I thought that exact process. You went yeah. for it. You know what I'm saying? Hey, you could at least you you don't have to leave with regrets of like, damn, you know, like what is No regrets at all. We had an amazing time in college. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no regrets. Yeah. Especially when I seen your your uh, TBT, uh, your birthday post of Wes. Oh yeah. I was like, yeah, y'all. We go way back. Big big fish, small ponds. <laughs> <laughs> we actually ran our school though, if you're really honest, that shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, we did, we did, we low-key did. Yeah. <laughs> But at the same time, you know, you were you were intentional about your college experience. You know what I'm saying? You you had this vision. You were you knew you wanted to craft it, and you know what I'm saying? Uh, when did you graduate? 20, what? 2017. 2017. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then it took a couple years, but finally, you know, you got through the hurdles of starting a business, starting in in the hair and the beauty industry. And now you're at the point of proof of concept, but also you're selling product. <laughs> Man, yeah, I mean, but this this was fun. Like I said, Wes Tech Durags, premium velvet Durags, the best in the business, 90% polyester, 10% spandex, made in the US, a US made product. You know, support local businesses, support um, businesses that look like you, you know what I'm saying? People like you but also support different businesses, support businesses that don't look like you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Support businesses that are on the come up and on the rise and have quality. You know what yes. I'm saying? Right. That have quality. At the end of the day, we don't want you, don't just buy anything just to buy anything. But if it's quality, support it. Also, every um, pattern is different on a Durag, so you're going to be unique. So yeah. you're all different. Stand out and stand above. Yep. Yes. So that was dope. I'll... 
we can edit the rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now we just kumbaya. Kumbaya. Generational Sports Partnerships and Productions appreciates you viewing and or listening to this original content series. Let this empower you towards positive action. Now let's be great. Goodbye.